Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'll be joined by Natasha Samuel, and we're going to explore Instagram Live creative hacks that you can use to get engaged viewers, and you are going to love this episode. By the way, want to reach me? You can tag me at Stelzner on Instagram or email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. Also, if you're new to this podcast, hit the subscribe button. We've got some amazing content coming for you. Let's transition over to this week's interview with Natasha Samuel. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Natasha Samuel. If you don't know who Natasha is, you need to know who she is. She's an Instagram expert and founder of Soul Studio, an Instagram creative studio. She's host of the Shine Online podcast. Her courses include Shine on Insta Stories, Mastering Instagram, and the IGTV Master Course. Natasha, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. It's awesome to have you. Today, Natasha and I will explore how to get more engaged viewers on your Instagram live video. Now, Natasha, before we go there, I would love to hear your backstory. Start wherever you want to start. How in the world did you get into Instagram? 
Yes, absolutely. So I actually started in high school when I was on my high school paper, and I really fell in love with writing, storytelling, and journalism. And so I started to pursue that when I was in college, but everyone kind of told me journalism is a dying art. So I then kind of ventured off into digital marketing and public relations. And that is where I really fell in love with social media and writing creative content for small businesses and brands. And so when I was kind of getting ready to graduate, I was in my last semester, I was trying to figure out what I really wanted to do, like what my dream career would be. And I decided to start Soul Studio. So with the help of my mentor and just learning and bootstrapping along the way, I started my business. And I really niched down to Instagram because I knew it was the place to be for all types of brands and businesses. It definitely keeps me on my toes with all the elements in it. And I've been doing that ever since. So how long have you been in business for yourself? Yes, two and a half years. Got it. So tell everybody what Soul Studio is and what it does. And it's spelled S-O-L if anybody wants to search for it. Tell us a little bit more. Yeah. So I do Instagram content management for different clients. So product-based business, service-based businesses, coaches, everything in between. So I really help run their content strategy on Instagram. But I also love educating through courses and other resources and doing one-on-one strategy sessions to help clients. There's a lot of social platforms out there. I'm just curious, why did you decide to focus in on Instagram as your niche? I think for Instagram, there's so many moving parts that really excited me. I loved how it was very visual. I loved how video was definitely at the forefront. But I also loved how it was moving more towards longer form captions. And that's where I really could bring in that storytelling aspect that I really enjoyed. So I think all of those combined really got me excited. And I feel like with certain platforms, there's sometimes only certain types of businesses that really can thrive there. But I really think that there's a place for everyone on Instagram. So that's why I really stuck. So let's start with Instagram Live. Why should marketers slash businesses consider Instagram Live? Because the truth is most of them are not (laughs) doing anything with Mm -hmm. Instagram Live. So let's talk about like the why the business case, if you will. Absolutely. I started seeing traction with using live streams. And I think mainly because it's the most engaging type of video you can do on Instagram because people can request to join you so you can have guests. There's likes and engagement and comments and questions. So it's such a great way to really foster your community and really grow it. And I also found that when I was launching during my course enrollment periods, people would literally enroll in my courses right after I was going live. And I think also with the pandemic and kind of the shift of the Instagram landscape that I saw that there was really a 70% increase in the way that brands were using live streams because they were hosting classes and all of these different things now online because it was the most intimate way that people can really connect now. So I think that there's really a lot of ways, especially now that you can have replays and there's longevity to it. So you can easily repurpose it in your content strategy. And I definitely think that Instagram's focusing on lives. So making it a part of your strategy now is really important. Well, and if we think about it, uh, Meerkat was really the first big live platform. And then Periscope by Twitter came out almost feels like days later, but it was probably Mm -hmm. just a matter of weeks. But Facebook was really the first major social platform that people have embraced live video on. 
And obviously Facebook owns Instagram. They remind us every time they open the app, Mm -hmm. right? And they've taken all that technology that started on Facebook, really, and they've refined it for Instagram. And the thing that's, I think, fascinated about Instagram Live, which you can do on Facebook Live, you cannot do on Instagram Live. You have to do it with your phone, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of creates a more authentic experience. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yes, I completely agree. I think that often the reasons why people aren't using lives because they feel like they need to edit it and it has to be super perfect. But that's why I really love lives because it literally feels like you're having a one-on-one conversation with your followers. So I feel like it really resonates and feels more deeply connected than on Facebook lives or any other different live streaming platform. What I do like about Instagram live is even though it's, we're going to talk about the fact that you can save it now. I mean, in the past, it was pretty much gone. You know, mm-hmm. After you went live, it was gone. It was a great place to just try things out and know that if no one's there after it's gone, it's gone. And then it was there for like a day, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it seems to have a little less uh, friction, a little easier to try out knowing it's not going to be there forever, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Which is typically what happens on the other social platforms. When we were preparing for the show, you mentioned something about badges. Can you talk a little bit about what that means? What's the badges thing with live? Yeah. So with live streams, since that they've been so popular in the last few months, Instagram has been rolling out a lot of features. And badges is one that's definitely kind of more tailored towards like content creators and influencers that want to make money from their live streams. So people can buy a certain amount of badges and they're worth a certain dollar amount. And it's kind of like getting tips or just getting payment for your live, especially if you're doing a training or you're doing like a fitness class, all of those different types of things. That's essentially what badges are. And they're testing it right now with a lot of content creators. And I know they're also adding in shopping and fundraising. Like there's so many new features that are coming to Instagram lives that just make it so user-friendly for brands to really monetize it. Well, and uh, I can't remember, YouTube has something similar when you're live, you can give people some sort of, it's almost like a tip or whatever, right? And Mm -hmm. the idea is you you store up your credits and then you can cash them in. So it's a way, I would imagine that people, especially if you have some sort of talent, right? Like if you're a musician or something along those lines, or you're maybe um, an orator or something, you know, or you've got the the gift of gab. Mm-hmm. I forget what they call those people, but there's names for that. <laughs> you know, you can make some money doing this, which is kind of an, an intriguing concept to be built into the platform for sure. So, you know, live has lots of purposes. I think the best purpose of live is really just to nurture relationships with people, don't you think? I mean, mm-hmm. like just the idea that you're there interacting with them live. I've seen some of my friends like Jasmine Starr just crush it with live video. Can you just give a couple of use cases before we get into like uh, how to get people into live just so people could like think about the possible things you could do with live other than like, like I'm sure a lot of people right now are like, okay, what in the world am I going to talk about? Absolutely. (laughs) You know, what are some of the applications you've used or you've seen other people use? Yeah. So thinking of the interactive part, I actually did a Christmas party on a live stream. So everyone brought like their holiday mugs. We wore sweaters and they were able to request to join me live. So I was able to see face-to-face video of my followers. They were able to ask me any question they wanted related to business and Instagram marketing. So I really love that request to join feature. It doesn't have to just be for interview style, even though I think that's a really great way to do it. Um, And even last week, 
week, I just did a live stream where basically in the question box, I told them to tell me what your business was and what type of content you needed help with. And we brainstormed content together on the live stream and they found it so helpful. So I think there's a lot of creative ways you can use all the tools you have within lives to really generate a lot of engagement and serve your audience well. And I would imagine you could go up there and you could have, I've seen people do sales, like you could have special mm-hmm. sales that end when the live is done. Absolutely. You can do Q&A, right? Where like yes. you kind of mentioned, like I'm here for the next whatever period of time, bring your questions to me. Uh, I would imagine you could just teach if you wanted to. Yep. And, you know, does Instagram give you any analytics as far as like how long people are watching the lives? It doesn't. At the end of your live streams, it does tell you how many people tuned in. So like usually when I go live, you know, there might be, you know, 50 people viewing at a time. But afterwards, when I log off, there's usually a few hundred people that joined. Mm -hmm. Because the thing with live streams is sometimes people will watch the whole thing, but sometimes people can just tune in for what they can. And then they hop off because they have stuff to do. They're working, all those different types of things. So it's kind of one of those things where the analytics are a little bit different. What I love about live is you could be in your direct messages and one of your friends goes live and all of a sudden it comes up with an alert, right? Like so-and-so is going live, which is something that's kind of, I think it's the only time that happens on Instagram. Is that correct? Exactly. Usually you have to turn on your notifications to get notified when people post stories or IGTV videos or other types of content, but people are automatically notified when you go live. So that's why I think it's kind of like a secret growth hack of the best way to get in front of your audience. And that also works when you're tuning in with another account. So let's say you're requesting to join and you're doing like an interview style. Like let's say we were doing this via live stream. It's going to notify both of our audiences. So it's a great way to get in front of a new audience. I always get a few hundred followers afterwards because it's really notifying both people and they get it directly to their notifications. So it's a great way to connect. Okay, perfect. So now hopefully everyone listening has begun to understand the power of the Instagram live feature. What I want to talk about now is what can we do to try to ensure more people get there, if you will, to our live video production, show, experience, whatever you want to call it. So what tips would you recommend to people to be thinking about when it comes to promoting their lives? Yes. So the first thing is Instagram stories. I think Instagram stories are a great way to kind of create excitement before you're live. So usually 24 to 48 hours before you're actually going live, I love to post graphics and videos talking about what I'm going live about and doing that countdown sticker so people can actually know when it's happening and they can be notified when the countdown actually expires. And I think also just making it as interactive as possible. So if you don't know what to go live about, just pull your audience and ask them what they want to see. Bring them a part of that process. It's more interactive and it kind of gives them an incentive to actually join you during the live stream. Okay, hold on. Hold on one second. I want to go back to the stickers. Yeah. The countdown, like explain how that functionally works for people that aren't familiar with that. Because you mentioned that there's some sort of notification that comes at the countdown. Can you kind of explain how that works? Absolutely. Um, So you can set up a countdown sticker. So you go into your stickers and you add in the title of what you're counting down and then you can add in an exact time and date. So you can put in the title of your live stream and then the time and date that it's going to happen. So when you add that to your Instagram stories, people have the option to tap it and get reminded when the countdown actually expires. So right at the time, it'll say, hey, your countdown expired and it'll kind of give them a reminder and they'll also get the notifications. I feel like that's a really great way to make sure people know that you're going live and they actually tune in. 
Okay, real quick question. Do you have to tell them to click something or is it clear? I haven't used this myself, obviously, but do you recommend putting an arrow that says click here to get reminded or is it all kind of built into the sticker and it just works that way? Yeah, so there is a little arrow icon on the actual sticker. So it's kind of implying that you can do that. But I definitely recommend when you're using your actual graphics on your stories is add in a GIF or create your own arrow pointing to it so people actually know to tap it because it also gives them the option to share it. So I've also had my followers not only RSVP by tapping that countdown sticker, but they also go and share it to their stories. So more people are learning about the live stream. Are you limited to 24 hours or can you do it days in advance or what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. You can do it days in advance and you can literally set up live streams for months in advance and set up that countdown sticker to correlate with it. And that's kind of one of my other favorite tips when it comes to actually getting people on your live streams is you really want to set a time and day that people can expect you to go live and not make it super random. Because if people know that every Friday Friday at 12 p.m., you're probably going to go live. And if you are going live, that's the time they can expect you. They are more likely to tune into your live stream. And when they see your bubble, they know what to expect from you. Perfect. Now, you were talking about polling topics. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that, just so people understand how that could help drive people to their live? Absolutely. I love using the either poll sticker or the question sticker to actually just see what people want to hear about because we often have our ideas of what type of content our followers want to see, but it's usually very surprising on what they actually want to see and what they'd find most valuable. So I love telling people if I don't really know what I want to talk about, I'm like, hey, pick today's training on my stories. And so I give them option one and then I give them option two and they can literally vote vote on that poll. It'll tally the polls for me. And so then that day of the live stream, I'll say, hey, you picked this option for the training. Be sure to tune in to watch it. So they feel like they had a a say in exactly what you're teaching about and you are actually serving them what is the most popular topic so you're more likely to get more eyes on your live stream. And the same thing can apply to your question sticker is you can tell them, you know, vote on a topic, put your topic ideas here, or just host a Q&A. It'll actually tell your followers that you're hosting a Q&A if you pull up the questions from that question sticker on your stories. So it's really valuable to do. So if you wanted to use the question sticker and you do that less than 24 hours before you go live, you actually can grab all of the responses that you get from that question sticker in your live stream. So it makes hosting a Q&A super easy and they also can add more questions when you're live streaming. So does it label the live stream in some special way or do you have to do that yourself? It'll label it for you. So let's say I go live right now. It'll just say that Soul Studio Marketing is live. But if I start answering questions on the live streams, it'll say Natasha is now doing a Q&A. So it'll change it to show what type of live I'm doing, essentially. Oh, very fascinating. Yeah. And I love the idea of being consistent that you mentioned earlier about showing up at a consistent time. That's no different than this podcast. People who listen to this know that Fridays is when the show drops, you know, and a lot of times mm-hmm. they don't necessarily listen to it on Friday, but they all know that they're going to have a new episode every Friday. And I think that's important to kind of, if you will, train your community that this is the day that you can go live with Natasha, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or whoever you are. Right. And that's, 
Have you found similar people showing up consistently over and over again when you do this? Oh, yes, definitely. I feel like a lot of educators and thought leaders in the online space, you usually can expect to see them, whether it's daily. I know some people do live streams daily, whether it's every one day of the week. You know, it's something that people can really expect. And I feel like that works really well, which is why a lot of people use it in their strategy. I meant your uh, your fans. Do you see a lot of repeat faces showing up and commenting oh, in the live streams? definitely. Yes. And I've even received DMs whenever I'm talking or teaching on live streams. Um, they're like, I know I'm more likely to tune in because I know you go live. I know what to expect when you go live. And I'm more likely to tune in. So people are always really excited too when they join my lives. They're like, oh, I made it this time. Like I was able to join. I had it on my calendar. So I feel like it really helps with the retention and actually getting people on the live and having them actually stay the whole time too. What about the words that we put in when we go live? Like, I don't know if it's a caption. I don't know what they call it exactly, but what do we need to be thinking about when we're writing the titles? Because you do it the moment you go live. It's not like Facebook, right? Where you can schedule it in advance. You just do it and you go live, right? Yes. So what you'll do is you'll open up your Instagram stories. And when you swipe all the way to the left, that's where you'll find the live streaming option. And you'll have two options. So you have the option to add in your title. So that's where you want to put whatever you're talking about, whatever the topic is of your live stream. And that's also where you'll have that fundraising option that I mentioned before. So you're now able to basically raise funds for nonprofits. So if you're a nonprofit, that's an amazing feature for you to use. Or if you're partnering with one, but that's where you'll put in that title. So you want to be sure to put that in there. It'll automatically save it and it'll give you time. So then you can live stream right after. And I usually like to take that title and I'll actually comment it first thing when I start my live stream. So I'll comment it in the live stream and then you'll actually have the option to pin that comment. So it won't get lost in the conversation that's happening on the live stream, but it'll be pinned at the bottom. So I like to do this because if people are tuning in, not only will they see the title, but they'll also see the comment. So they'll know exactly what I'm talking about and they won't bounce off because they don't know what we're really talking about essentially. Oh, this is a really good point, right? Because when they come in, they don't see any text. They just see yes. you, right? And the comments. Exactly. Ah, so if you take the title and pin it as a comment, you're going to have to do that pretty quick, right? And it's got to be, I would imagine it's not super easy to do as you're about to go live. You got to, or is it? I don't know. I mean, do you have a system for it? Yeah. So I always like to have it on my clipboard so I don't have to type it in because that definitely saves a lot of time. But I just paste it and then you just tap it and it'll give you the option to pin. So I feel like I'm kind of a pro at this point. I've done it a lot of times, yeah. but I just I try to do it first thing before a lot of people hop on because you usually have like the first minute of your live stream because people are actually being notified. So that's when people will actually start to be on the live stream. So that's where I'll do my introduction. I'll pin the comment. Like I'll take my time and then usually a minute in that's when everyone's on and ready to be engaged. What do you do during that first minute knowing full well that that video might be watched in playback? I mean, do you are you talking while you're doing it? Yes. So I do like to talk when I'm doing it. Um, I notice if you just like pin the comment, you're setting up, if that's in the first like few minutes of your replay on IGTV, I feel like it can kind of lose people's attention. So when I'm pinning the comment, I like to say, you know, today we're talking about this. Be sure to put your questions in the question part. You know, let me know where you're tuning in from, all of those types of things. So I'm sure, just trying to get engagement, trying to get people involved, letting people know that I'm present. And I'm just kind of waiting for everyone to log on. And I'll usually just kind of summarize what we're talking about, what's going on that day, and then I'll get right into it. Perfect. All right. You mentioned that you can bring on a guest. 
And mm-hmm. uh, I would love you to talk about any tips that you found about like, first of all, you know, what's the advantage? I think you kind of hinted at it, but let's say it again. What's the advantage to bringing on a guest? And then, you know, what else do we need to know? Yes. So like I said, it's like a secret growth hack because it notifies both people's followers. So not only are my followers getting notified, but also the person that I'm going live with. So this is something that I started doing regularly. And that's actually how my podcast came to be because I loved having these conversations, but I also loved the growth opportunity that it offered. And one thing that I find that's really valuable because everyone has a different level of familiarity when it comes to live streams. So I'm make just like a mini guide in a document. And I send that to my guests beforehand, just so they know what to expect, how to join the live and everything like that. Kind of like you'd be preparing for a podcast interview, essentially. Right, right. And then when you're actually on the live streams, there's actually two ways that people can join. So either I can see who is on the live stream, and I can add them on the live stream, or people that are tuning in. So let's say my guest tunes into my live and they want to join. They'll see an option in the bottom right-hand corner where they'll see like two faces. If they tap that, they'll be able to request to join the live stream and I'll get it as a request. So it's a great way to vet people, especially if you have a big following, you might get a ton of requests from people wanting to join you live. And if you're not doing that that day, you'll be able to actually see the guests that you want to add. And it's really that easy to get it set up. So I usually do that within the first minute of going live. So we're setting up in that first minute, getting everyone on the live stream, and then we get right into the content. Got it. So if you have a lot of people and you try to scroll through all of them, that could take a long time. So I think what I'm hearing you say is tell your guests to request to join and there'll be other people that request to join that you'll be ignoring. So I would imagine you have to be careful which one you choose, right? (laughs) Yes, definitely. Um, Usually in that first few minutes, since not a lot of people are on, it's that perfect time to find who you're wanting to add on, tap, and you'll be able to find them really easy, especially when they put in that request. Do you ever accept random live Q&A from the audience or is it always pre-prepared? And I'm just curious what if you do accept everyday people, you know, what kind of suggestions or cautions would you recommend? Yeah, so I have done that before, but I usually tell people that is what the live stream is going to be about. So one live stream that I did, I was basically talking about your content pillars for Instagram and why they're so important. And so at the end of the training, I said, if anyone wants to request to join live, I'll do like pop-up coaching and we'll walk through your pillars together so people could actually see an example. So whenever I'm doing that, I think it's really important to let people know it's first come, first serve, kind of give people like some rules on what's going on. You know, I'll get to as many as I can. This is how you request to join and you need to be prepared with this certain types of information. I've seen a lot of people do that pop-up coaching and I find that when people kind of know what the structure is, um, you're more likely to get quality people that are going to join. And I've always found really great results from it. People get really excited when they get chosen. Do you ever say, hey, if your internet connection isn't good, unfortunately, I'm going to have to boot you or anything like that? Or, I mean, because I would imagine you're going to be with people that have horrible connections sometimes. Does that happen sometimes? Yeah, I haven't had that before. I think because a lot of people are sometimes very camera shy. Um, yeah. So I think if they're like ready to go live, they usually probably maybe have done it. They know their Wi-Fi is good. But that's a really good point is you definitely want to have good Wi-Fi with live streaming. Just like when you're uploading like at a video on Instagram, you definitely have to be in a good area for connection or it'll be super glitchy and really behind. And another small thing related to that is making sure your notifications 
notifications are off because if you get a call while you're live streaming, it'll like pause it. It kind of messes it up. Uh That's another thing to make sure you're not getting phone calls during. (laughs) So do you mean put it in airplane mode and go to Wi-Fi or something like that? Is that generally what you do? Yes, definitely. Yep. What about the batteries on the phone? I mean, do you find it drains the batteries pretty quick too? So I got this amazing phone stand on Amazon. It is like my pride and joy. I bring it everywhere with me Um, and I use it for my live streams. And it actually has a place on the bottom of where your phone sits, where you can plug in your phone. So unless my phone is like completely charged, I usually have it plugged in because that is the absolute worst to have your phone die on a live stream. I am guilty of that. And it definitely leaves people wondering what (laughs) heck even happened. And then you don't get the replay. Well, if you have time to look up that brand of whatever you bought, you know, by the time we're done, you know, whenever you you find it, just because I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh, I want that. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, holding your phone after just a few minutes, it's going to get a little hard on your hand, right? And your arm, right? Exactly. That's something I actually include in the guide for my guests is I highly recommend having something to stand your phone on. I'm all for DIYing your tripod. So putting your phone in a mug. I mean, I've been so creative before, but I think having a stand, especially if you want to regularly live stream, really makes it where you don't have to worry about it. And when you're pinning your comment, you're doing slides, you're answering questions, all of those types of things, it makes makes it so much easier to do all of that when your hands are actually free. When you do bring the guest on, are you just focusing on them just like I am with you right now? Or are you also keeping your eye on the comments? Like what suggestions do you have as far as keeping that dialogue alive, knowing that the guest knows and you know that there's a bunch of people commenting also? Yes, absolutely. So what I usually do, if I feel like there's a lot of people on the live stream, I usually like to prompt people to put it in the question sticker just because it's an easier way where you can see all the questions in one place and you can make sure you're actually answering the questions that are relevant to what you're talking about. Um, But when we're doing kind of like a conversation style live stream, what I usually like to do is after we kind of end a question or a talking point, I like to look at the comments and I kind of like to, you know, encourage people like, and I say, oh, you really agree with that? Like, be sure to like it because there's an option to do like little hearts when you're on the live stream or I'll, you know, bring people's comments in and I'll, you know, answer their questions and really engage with them. So I do like to add in both elements, but I feel like also when people are on live streams, it's kind of like a bonus if you mention them and if you reply to their question, because they're kind of just wanting to be a part of the conversation and have their voice heard and not feel like they're just watching something. How long are you actually doing your live streams on average? Just kind of ascent a range, if you will. Yeah. So for my training style live streams, I'd say it's usually around 10 minutes. And for a like Q&A or for something with a guest, I usually find it, it runs 20 to 30 minutes. So that's kind of the range that I feel like it usually falls in. And I find that that's perfect for a replay or to be repurposed into a podcast. Okay. This next thing is going to blow everybody's mind. How do we do presentations on Instagram Live? Everybody, it's possible. You're going to be blown away. Tell everybody how. (laughs) Yes, it is absolutely amazing. I discovered it by by surprise one day. And it is so easy to do. You don't have to have 10,000 followers. You don't have to have anything required to do this. So basically, when you're actually live streaming, where you'll see all your options on the bottom right-hand corner, there'll be a little photo icon. And so when you tap that photo icon, you'll then have the option to add any photos or videos 
from your camera roll. So like mind blown right there. So you could literally do like a video screen share. You can add that to your live streams. So wait, while you're live, you click yes. on the little photo icon and it gets access to your camera roll. Yes. And you can show a video. Yes. But literally it's not a but, full video. But no audio or is the audio coming over too? No audio. So you could be running a video in the background. Yes. Or a picture. Yes, exactly. And you're just reduced in the corner. So your your camera will get a little bit smaller. And so it'll feel kind of like you're doing like a slideshow presentation. So you can obviously do any photos or videos from your camera roll, or you can curate some graphics that are on brand because I feel like people often feel like lives aren't very polished. And this is the perfect way to make sure your lives feel very professional. So you can create some live slides and you can add text and bullet points. You can add your videos in there and then you can basically tap through them like you would go through a presentation. And people, every time I go live, people ask me, how do you do that? How is that possible? Is it a filter? Is it like a special effect? And it's literally just accessing your camera roll, which everyone can do really easily. Okay. So a couple questions come into my mind. I would imagine it's got to have to be vertical pictures and vertical yes. video, right? Because otherwise it's just going to look weird. Or what does it do? Does it zoom in on it if it's not vertical? Have you ever even tried that? I haven't tried that, but I assume it probably is going to make it zoomed in like you mentioned. So yeah, I always make it a nine by 16 vertical video, vertical photo. And one thing when you're designing your actual slides is be sure that the background isn't too light because when you're seeing all of the comments come in from your audience, they're in white text. So if you do like a white background, for example, you won't be able to see the engagement and that might not be a big deal if you're showing something specifically, but you want to be sure to see what people are saying and everything like that. So that's just one small tip to note. I love that. So create a darker background. So you have a high contrast between the white text, right? Yes. What part is your picture going to be? So they know not to use that spot to put any text. You know what I'm saying? Talk to me about that a little bit. Yeah, so it's going to be in the top right-hand corner of your screen. Um, And I've also seen a lot of really fun graphics. I actually did a live for Create and Cultivate, and I used one of their templates, and they actually had it where it's kind of like a border around where your video goes. So you can have a lot of fun creating these graphics so it really looks like you're kind of in a template, essentially. Um, But it's going to be in that top right-hand corner. You mentioned templates. Is there places where we can get these templates? Is this like a Canva thing, or what is this? exactly. Yeah. So you can make your them yourself on Canva. Um, I'll actually have some available on my shop. So if you want to purchase them, learn more about how to make IGTV covers and live streams, um, I have them ready because I couldn't find any. I couldn't find the dimensions. I didn't know how to make them. So I just made my own. So you can have those if you'd like. Where do they find that? Um, it's going to be at soulstudiomarketing.com slash shop. This is awesome. So Just so we can visualize this because we're not seeing it, right? So if we're looking at our phone and most of us are listening on our phone, how big is the little video of us? Is it like an inch high or tiny or like just so we have some perspective? Yeah, I'd say it's probably around an inch or two high. It's not super small. Uh, You definitely can see yourself pretty clearly, but it's definitely going to be minimized a little bit in that corner. And then the audience might also be seeing the comments. So I'd imagine there's going to be an area at the bottom where you don't necessarily want to have any text either. Is that correct? 
Yes. So usually on the bottom left-hand side, that's where all your comments are going to be. So you want to avoid putting anything really important there. And also, if you want, you're doing a live presentation like this and you're sharing from your camera roll and you want to answer a question, uh, you want to also consider that when you're answering a question, the little question response button pulls up and that's also white. Um, so thinking about all those different elements, but just really why, like when you're getting started with live, just play around with the actual, um, how it looks, how it operates, and you'll really master how it looks. Because it's pretty simple, but it's kind of hard to see if you're not on it and you've never tried it. So definitely play around with it. And I would imagine each time you have to manually go in and change that picture. So you're going to want to have them loaded in your camera roll, probably in like reverse chronological order, right? So that you can yes. kind of easily find them and know which one is the next one, right? Without having yes. to- yeah, absolutely. And one tip um, is make sure you actually share those graphics to your phone the day of, especially if you have an iPhone. I'm not sure if this works the same way for Android phones, but um, it'll go farther and farther to the back of your camera roll, depending on when you actually upload it there. So you don't want to have to like scroll through all of your photos to actually get to the slides if you prepared them way in advance. So definitely be sure to actually share them and save them to your phone like right before you go live. I can assure you there's some people right now that are giddy about this. <laughs> it's so fun and you will get so many compliments on it and it will really make you feel more confident during your lives too because you can kind of look at those bullet points. You have a guidance of what you're talking about. So I absolutely love it. All right. I want to talk about IGTV for a second, but before I do, did you find that tripod by chance that you were referring to or did you not yet find that? Uh, yes. So it's called, when you search on Amazon, it's going to be called a phone stand because you know how they always have like a million names for yeah, searchability. Yeah. Right. Um, but if you search under phone stand, um, the first one that comes up, that's the one that I have. So um, I can definitely, I'll send it your way and we can include it in the show notes. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, let's do it that. Because it's really great. Cool. All right. So relatively new, right? The fact that when you're done with your live gives you the option to save it to IGTV. So mm -hmm. let's talk about that a little bit. Like, what does that mean? And why is that important? And, you know, dot, 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 where do you want to go with that? Yeah. So I think that's why live streams are such a big deal right now, because you used to only have a 24 hour replay and you could only watch it on your stories. It was kind of an awkward setup. So now what you can do is you can share that replay to your IGTV channel, which I just think is huge because IGTV video content can take a lot of time. So you're really showing up in both parts of the app, which I just think is so valuable. And so just a few tips if you're wanting to do this is just the same way that you're kind of preparing the title and the pinned comment before you go live. What I love to do is I like to actually prepare whatever the cover photo is because when you're taking a screen grab from the actual video, I find that it just doesn't usually match your Instagram grid well. It's usually kind of blurry. It's not filtered, all of those different things. So I like to have a set template in Canva or whatever you use to design for the cover photo that I make beforehand. And then I also pretty much like to write out that description or caption for the IGTV video just so it's ready to go. And another thing to note with IGTV is you can add as many clickable URLs as you'd like. That is huge right there, right? I mean, that is so huge. huge. That is huge. Yeah. So any tips on that? I mean, like, is there a character limit or anything? And does it wrap it or how does that work? 
No, so it's pretty much just like a caption. So it can be as long and lengthy as a caption. But when people go to actually look at the description on your IGTV channel, they'll be able to click every single URL. So I even see influencers that if they're showing a bunch of outfits or products, they will literally link to every single one and you'll be able to access that. Hmm. So I think that is huge. Every single IGTV video, if you go look on my channel, has a clickable link, even if it's just my newsletter or a freebie, because I think there's really only one place you can ask your links besides if you have swipe up or the link in your bio. There's no other places you can add clickable links. So I think really taking advantage of that, even if you're doing a live stream replay, I think is so incredibly valuable. So after you do that cover photo, you write out your description really briefly, is then you're going to have the option to share it to your feed, which you absolutely want to do because I found that when IGTV first started, I got like barely 100 views, like no one was seeing my content. But when you actually share it to your feed, that is when you're going to get thousands and thousands of views. And it's really going to have more of an opportunity to get seen by your followers, but also other people that might want to follow you and connect with your brand. Do you suggest hashtags at all? So with hashtags with IGTV, I've been doing some experimenting. I've been on it since it started two years ago. And I haven't found that when you go on a hashtag, you see top and recent. And IGTV videos always go in recent, which is great. That's where everyone goes, essentially, if you're using a hashtag. But I've never seen a post actually ranking on the top post. So I don't feel like it makes a huge difference if I do or don't add hashtags. It's usually not my first priority. Um, But I think it's something that you can definitely just test for your brand because it might increase the likeliness that you get on the Explore page because with Explore page, IGTV videos show up four times bigger than photos do. So that's another really great place for you to get discovered. So hashtags can definitely help Instagram know what your content's about and if they should put it on the Explore page and stuff like that. What happens to the comments that came out on the live stream when it turns into an IGTV? Yes. So all of the engagement on your live stream will be swiped away. So that is one thing you want to keep in mind is if you're doing a live stream and keeping in mind that you're going to do an IGTV replay, kind of talk through things like people aren't tuning in live. So if someone asks a question, say, Ashley asked me a question about this. And, you know, Johnny asked me this about that. So kind of making sure people are kind of tuned into what's happening because they won't see all of the likes and comments and engagement that's actually going on the live stream but your slides will be visible. So if you use that awesome hack and you're using things from your camera roll on your live stream, it'll actually show up on the replay, which is really great. And I would imagine that there must be some level of insights that are available, assuming you have a creator or business account with the IGTV videos. Is that correct? Yes. So in IGTV, you'll be able to see the retention. You'll be able to see all of that information that's in the IGTV insights specifically. But then you'll also be able to see the insights when you share it to your feed. So you'll be able to see shares, saves, likes, comments, and your reach, impressions, everything like that. So it's really valuable to actually put it in both of those places so you'll see those insights. Natasha, this has been spectacular. A lot of people are like, okay, I got to listen to that again. (laughs) because there's so much great stuff here um if people want to discover more about you where do you want to send them Yes. So definitely connect with me on Instagram at Soul Studio Marketing. S-O-L is how you spell soul. Um, I have tons of tutorials on live streams and content and all different things like that related to Instagram. Um, And then you also can access my shop or my blog or my podcast at soulstudiomarketing.com. You'll find all the important links there. 
Natasha Samuel, thank you again for coming on and sharing all your insights and wisdom with us. It was awesome. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Hey, if there's anything you missed, and chances are there might be, we took all the notes for you. Simply head over to socialmediaexaminer.com slash 419. And if you're new to this podcast, hit the subscribe button. You don't want to miss a future episode. If you've been a longtime listener, would you let your friends know about this show? You can tag me on Instagram at Stelsner. This brings us to the end of another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your fast-talking host, Michael Stelsner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.